The Big 12 Game of the Week, Oklahoma Sooners and West Virginia Mountaineers on the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 uh, risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the betting uh, research platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase today. everybody back to the big 12 college experience part of sports gaming podcast network it is tuesday november 7th crossfire we got going on we got football we got basketball i can't keep track of all these games tally site thank god for that i don't even know what game i picked last we got so many goddamn games going on in this great landscape of college athletics and in the big 12 uh if you're wondering who you're listening to i am moneyline mac aka the former former video coordinator for the one and know Bob Huggins, West Virginia Mountaineers and South Carolina Gamecocks, or sorry, the UMass Minutemen of Frank Martin will be tipping off here, um, here soon. So, and if you're wondering who is joining me on the big 12 college experience, the first man up in the box, he was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family in Ames, Iowa, but he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. So, you know, he had a good weekend when he beat his, former team growing up and he's a new married man rambling rush what's up man thank you guys great wedding it was awesome you were there it was great to lay a smack of course the game i can't catch uh we went 37 to 7 but hey that's a good problem i'm not complaining voice is a little horse from the wedding uh and then i went to the basketball game last night and got even more horse so hey (laughs) it's all good means it was all done right we had a great weekend boys hope you had hope you had fun but hey it's good to be back talking the big 12 Indeed it is, and again in the middle. He's got his eyes uh, right off the Bedlam series win for his pokes over the Oklahoma Sooners, which we all were on. I hope everybody cashed on that. But he's got this dirty rag on this week. <laughs> yeah, we paid him to wear that shit because he is the Big 12 guru, the green mowing, weed growing, Big 12 guru, Troy Chuding. What's up, man? The uh, the difference between us trying to relay scores to rush up at the uh, bride and groom's <laughs> table during the Oklahoma State game versus the West Virginia game where there was at least 45, 60 people that had it on their phones. <laughs> Just you could hear the, the the two people that had their phones that were like a second earlier than everyone else because they would they would cheer real quick and then everybody else would kind of be like, oh, we scored again. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, you, didn't Dude, really the, miss, you didn't really miss much in that game. So the, the best is like Bedlam's going on. I'm at the street heart table and and like Ryan just stands up. He's like 17, 14. And I just hold up my wrist. I'm like, time, 
time and, and then you guys gave me it was like seven minutes or whatever it was great we looked like we were on a college sideline giving each other hand signals and stuff oh yeah yeah there was yeah. that that uninvited guy was standing over by the uh the entrance to the little the, the the tarped area where we were having dinner did you not see the guy with like the recording glasses on he was watching our signals he's gonna relay him <laughs> is he working in michigan yeah i think so <laughs> uh all right well actually let's go right into that game uh we'll re we'll recap all the games but i mean can you say anything else about the man the myth the legend i mean this guy the final <laughs> laugh goes to coach gundy uh rush i know you didn't get much eyes on it so i'm gonna go to troy i know i rush did get able to see the highlights it was at 3 30 o'clock in the morning uh, which really was 4.30 in the morning. So after about 30 cocktails and 30 beers and a couple of Jaeger bombs, fireballs, whatever it was, and it's a McDonald's uh, late-night snack. Uh, Troy, what was your takeaway, man? Ollie Gordon and the Cowboys keep rolling and rolling and rolling. That seemed uh, – I mean, that was just an attitude adjustment game. That was the – Mike Gundy just – letting them know we're not playing you again until we get into the, unless we see you in the college football playoff. That's what he said after the game. He was like, we're not playing them again unless we play it. them in the college football playoff. And it's <laughs> hilarious to say that knowing Oklahoma state has a way bigger percentage chance to get into the playoff, just being in the big 12 conference compared to Oklahoma now being in the sec, man. Uh, it's all, I mean, that's who cares what the overall record of Bedlam is getting the last one at least the last one for what we know that's yep. that's got to be good that's I mean, it's, it's redemption i mean gundy threw the ball i'm pretty sure it was hartley dykes and dropped the ball right in his chest in the end zone against oklahoma would have won the game that's that's you know i think that was 1984 or something like that yeah. that's redemption baby finally got it back after all these years indeed i mean he who laughs last laughs best and gundy's the one laughing laughing laugh, or laughing last uh rush what was your what was your takeaway after watching some of the highlights and replay of this game this team they they won't quit man dude they won't and i think the the better oklahoma team is staying in the big 12 and i think they're going to be better for it i think i think oklahoma has a real chance and i and Pardon me, because this is hard, too, because we're, we're at the end of the day, right? We're all college football fans. We all want the sport to do well. We all, you know, we we want what's best for the sport. And sometimes that includes, like, maybe teams we don't like doing well because it, it does bring up these great matchups, right? But, dude, there's a chance Oklahoma could go to the SEC, and we may not hear from them again or hear from them from a very long time. And Oklahoma State gave it to Oklahoma, got the last laugh, is staying in a conference in time for the playoff to expand to 12 teams, which benefits benefits Oklahoma State staying in the Big 12 way more than it does o OU going to the SEC. And it's, you know, we joked about it. Um, well, actually, we literally acted it out in our preseason trailer with the whole, like, I put on the Oklahoma polo and fell, and, and Troy was laughing at me. But it's like, there's a reason we did that. Like, we saw this coming. And so it, it the good, it's nice to see the good guys win. Um, Gundy's Gundy always gets the last laugh. It always, at least for us, West Virginia Mountaineers, it always seems that way too. And Hey, watch out. Everyone talked about Texas and Oklahoma state not playing this year, but it might be a, uh, an orange big 12 championship. And to think that we were a couple of weeks into the season asking if Mike Gundy had lost this locker room and thinking that Brent <laughs> Venables had turned it around. And now you're thinking 
Brent Venables might lose this locker room real quick. I know, I know it's the game of the week and we're previewing it and I'm still wearing this dirty maroon rag, but we went from nice guy, Neil to Neil's last stand. Now this could be the nail in the coffin, Neil, Neil, Neil's Neil charge, could, Neil's final charge. This is, this is, this is Gettysburg, baby. This, but Indeed. What, what's nuts is this. And I know we got to cover these other games and we have to talk about the Oklahoma, West Virginia game coming up. But Oklahoma, I would not be surprised. It sounds crazy if Oklahoma loses their last five games with us coming. Then they have to go to Provo. And then Provo. I think they have TCU. And if you're playing, yeah. like if you lost four in a row, OU is not stuck. Like they don't, they don't care about the last game of the season. They're just ready to go to the SEC. It is not out, out of the realm of possibility at all for Oklahoma to lose their last five. No, not at all. We we talked about it, man. They they'd only played one road game. They headed yeah. into this back-to-back road stretch, so they had gotten the nice schedule. And, and give them credit, they took advantage of it. But now they're having to go on the road. They're playing physical teams, and boy, that defense has some big-time holes. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we actually dive into the game of the week. But I, I Oklahoma definitely a little and, bit in free-fall mode. And Oklahoma did a pretty good sh- stop, uh, job of you know stopping up Ollie Gordon. I know he still had 130 yards, but it took him 30-plus carries to get there. You're probably okay with that. The issue was Alan Bowman just made just enough throws as, as usual, yeah. one more than you need. I mean, it's crazy that I guess it was kind of foreshadowing when I was talking about uh, Malik Murphy is probably a better quarterback to have instead of Quinn Ewers, just from a full talent standpoint. After, after Dylan Gabriel started missing some of those easy throws and you could that the UCF game they barely snuck out probably should have been a big, big red flag that, you know, Jackson Arnold was a guy that's just standing there on the sidelines. That's significantly taller. Doesn't get passes batted. The, the, the intermediate part of the field is way more open for him just because of his stature. You can't be afraid in, in today's college game. If, if somebody's off, you can't be afraid to just put that next guy in there and hope that it sparks the team or something like that. And they're going to live and die by Dylan Gabriel, and it looks the same as it always has. Dylan Gabriel punks the bad teams and then doesn't really show up in some of these bigger games. Completely, completely. And uh, let's go to let's go to the other team that usually doesn't come up clutch that got extremely lucky, and that's the logo on, on YouTube.com. So that's the College Experience Horns Down. K-State gave them the, this game, man. K-State gave oh, yeah. them this game with their mistakes in the first half. They were down, what, 17-0, 27-7 when they had the fumble to start the second half. Come all the way back, going to take the lead, and they can't even get off the fucking extra point. Then they miss a 26-yarder. Texas lucky as hell to get out of this, man. Troy, I know you were pissed off, just like myself, watching this game because this was the luckiest one of the year for Texas. All, all Kansas State had to do was maybe throw the ball two or three more times in the first half, and then they're sitting at like 17 to 14 at halftime instead of 17 to 7. Yeah. Also, because of how the momentum's going in the game, kick the three points, take the ball, score a touchdown, and look at Malik Murphy and force him to make a mistake because that whole second half, that's all he had done. I I, I like Chris Kleiman a lot. I don't get that at all. It was just a little too gutsy for me. Maybe if they, I mean, you look like a genius if you get it, and you look like an idiot if you don't get it, but you got to run something 
kind of exotic. If you're going to go for it there, you got to use one of the best plays you have in the playbook and probably not use it at all for the rest of the year. And I don't know, just it seemed like it was a little too quick after you fired back in that game. Just keep delaying it. Keep pushing it off. Kick the field goal. I mean, even if it gets to two point conversion, just I don't know. It just seemed like they didn't they didn't take into account at all how poorly Malik Murphy played in the second half. Completely agree. Raj, what was your takeaway? Well, what's funny about this game is we were screaming at it as like I'm about to walk down the aisle. That's what was really funny is like we were gathered around the TV. The wedding player comes and's like, all right, 10 minutes. And we're like, oh, this game. Well, the bad thing is actually if the game went into a third overtime, we might have just missed it. Uh, but unfortunately, Texas. But I, I agree. They needed to kick the field goal there. I don't know what it was. It seemed like every time Kansas State would get in first and goal and they would just get tight. I remember on that last drive, what was it in um, overtime where Avery Johnson, he had a wide open lane to go to the end zone and win the game. And he just goes the wrong, like they panicked. Yeah. They felt like instead of just kind of feeling it out and kind of just taking that extra second to just see where's my hole opening up. They just wouldn't, they felt like they had to do it. And they just, they just, they, they kind of got the yips when they got down there. And then of course the extra point being missed and that other field goal being missed. It's, we know Texas is – they always kind of jump out to these leads at first. It's who they are. It's whether it's on a macro or micro level scale, whether it's at the season scale or literally within the game itself, Texas always kind of gets out to these starts and then it's like Texas will Texas and they'll fall. But the reason they do that is because these other coaches like Kleiman usually step up and do what they're supposed to do to make that happen. And it just didn't happen. I'm glad it turned out to be a game. Of course, I'm glad Kansas State covered from a gambling perspective. But there was they they have no excuse for losing that game whatsoever. Not even close. They had chance after chance to win it, and they just they just choked. Yeah, I just I if if you're gonna get it to first and six, um, first and goal at the six, and you're gonna go for it on four downs. I think you got to run it four straight times. If you can't that, get six yards on four especially carries, especially if you're Kansas State, yes, like I, they yeah. only so they ran they ran it once. I think they got to the four and a half yard line. Then you throw it three straight times. Why not run it again and get it to the two yard line? And then you got two cracks at it. If, yeah. if that's what if that's what you're going to do, I would rather take the field goal because I'm uh, with Troy. Where I think Malik Murphy, he was he was he was tight. I mean he he was making mistake after mistake. K-State had clearly rattled him. They hit him a couple times, and he was late. He was missing throws left and right. I think you got to make him beat you. I, I'm okay if you want to pass it once because you're in the six. It gives you a little more spacing to do that than, of course, if you're at the one or two. But I'm also doing that in mind, knowing that I'm okay taking the field goal. And it's yeah. just – and it was the complete opposite. It's let's run once, pass two, three times – and not take the field goal. It was just, it just seems so backwards to me. And I just feel like we know this climate is such a better coach than I just got tight. Yeah. And you can't, and usually we don't see that in Kansas state. We usually see them. Oh, we got our quarterback down. Oh, got him right where we on him. Let's go second string. Let's go out there and win it. And yeah. it was just unfortunate. It, it, it was too bad. Kansas state couldn't win that game. I just can't it, believe that they neglected to dictate any of the tempo, even once they got back into the game later on. Yeah. Like once you get within a touchdown, you can go back to playing ground and pound Kansas State football. And you don't, mm -hmm. I mean, you're no longer forced to try to get back into the game and speed things up. I mean, that really was the issue. It seemed like they were just going like a, a, a tick too fast for their own good. 
and yeah, not, not, not giving themselves enough time to process anything or let the game come to them. They were just going out of their way. And a lot of the way that Texas is winning these games is very reminiscent of how Oklahoma was winning some of their games. It's not, it's really yep. not that far off. Yep. Uh, great, great point, Troy. I mean, it, Oklahoma barely got by UCF at home. I know K-State's a better team than UCF, but uh, Texas had barely got by Houston. They, they've been limping these last couple weeks. I know they blew it open late against BYU, but that score did not uh, reflect what that game actually was. And now all of a sudden Texas has a back-to-back road spot coming down the stretch. Sound familiar? We just saw Oklahoma hit the road back-to-back in November, and we saw what they did, 0-2. So I think it's setting up perfectly for the Frogs to uh, knock out the Longhorns because let's be honest, too, TCU's had these guys' number over the years, and I know Texas is better than TCU this year, but weird things happen to Texas when they hit the road. Shit, they should have lost to Houston if they weren't bailed out by that officiating crew. So, The Texas alumni officiating crew. Yes, yes. Don't even get me started. Uh, all right, we're. I'll, I'll tell you what I will talk about. We're brought to you by three, Bet365 because it's the world's uh, favorite sports book, trusted by over 88 million players w- worldwide. Prop sides, totals, live betting. Bet365 has everything you need covered. And if you like boost, you're going to love the Bet365, like a 30% profit boost on your NFL same game parlay. Plus, they have an opportunity for early payout if your team goes up 17 points. Shit, if you had Texas, you could have cashed out right there and not had to sweat that out. Sign up today and choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 first bet safety net or bet five to get $150 in bonus bets. Just head over to sportsgillbypockets.com slash bet365. That's sportsgillbypockets.com slash bet365. And if you've got a problem, Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All righty, we're back on the Big 12 College Experience. Diving into the rest of uh, the slate it was. Let's go over to, I honestly, we all ate shit on this. Most impressive win that was way under the radar was the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, Kansas Jayhawks, I mean, that they go, they go into Ames and say, we don't care that you're the hottest team in, in the Big 12. They took it to them. They were they were up twenty one to three. Troy, what was your takeaway with this uh, Jayhawk win? I mean, anybody that can win a game after you take down the goalposts and throw them in the lake, that's you're already handicapping yourself down three to four points. Just you know, the other team gets to see your guys storm the field and light cigars and you know do all that kind of stuff. That's usually for motivation, and that's usually a fade spot. And you yep. got to give Kansas credit for, you know, beating the fade spot. And we had them at nine wins. We had it. We have an over ticket on the Kansas Jayhawks winning games. And for some reason they go six and oh last year and they start the season six and oh this year. And people are just now saying like, Oh, this team, this is not a fluke. Kansas is good at football. No shit. Yeah. Well, well welcome to college basketball. Yeah. I mean, football, football. Sorry. That's, I mean, football the football team basketball. is the football team is good enough to make enough money to give Bill Self $53 million. <laughs> uh Raj, what was your what was your uh takeaway from these Jayhawks? Seven and two, and Dallas is still alive for these guys. My takeaaway is is Jalen Daniels is done being their quarterback officially. Florida yeah. State. Jason Bean era. Florida that, State yeah. next year. 
wherever it's not going to be Kansas. <laughs> I that's right. No good for Jason Bean. We we definitely saw flashes of it last year, but he could never quite finish it um, this year, obviously. And the circumstances were different. You know, when he got trotted out against Texas, and that you know that that loss, and it wasn't a great loss, but it's really come alive. He's gotten better every game, and you know, in a spot to to fade Kansas in a spot where. No matter who you are, most teams don't live up to to that next game unless you're you're a playoff team. But besides that, everyone kind of falls from there. Stepped up, did a great job, beat beat Oklahoma, and now beat uh, Iowa State in Ames. So, hey, this is a great great win for the quarterback. Great win for Kansas, seven and two. Yeah, the, Dallas is is not far behind, and Kansas better start using that Bill Self money to pay, pay Lance Leipold, or he's going to be out of there too. <laughs> Yeah, so so we've talked about the two five and one teams. That's Oklahoma State and Texas. Then we have a five way tie at four and two. We talked about Kansas and Iowa State. They both are four and two. Kansas having the tiebreaker. Oklahoma and K State both lose those games to get to four and two. Then there's another four and two team that quietly had one of the more impressive wins, and not from a bias take. West Virginia just beat the absolute shit out of BYU. 600 yards of offense, 300-plus on the ground. I mean, I know BYU had a backup quarterback, but that doesn't that doesn't have anything to do with run, rushing for 300-plus yards on the ground, seven and a half yards of carry. Uh, Rush, how about those Mountaineers? They're back in the thick of things. How about those Mountaineers? And let me give a let me give a shout out to the to the old team. And and we did have the Bishop Bowl this past weekend. My dad, mom, Peyton, you know, uh, my uncle, all, all BYU fans were in attendance and and got a nice beat down this weekend as well, 37 to 7. But hey, they West Virginia fans, and I think other fan bases are learning this about BYU. What a great program they are in terms of being hospitable their fans i mean byu ran on the field carrying a west virginia flag the the state of west virginia not the wu logo and stayed on the field for country roads at the end and their fans like i asked people like how were the byu fans did they show up and they're like yeah they showed up they they were were great to everyone this is a great team to have into the big 12 and they'll win they'll probably beat oklahoma um but they'll win they got iowa state Oklahoma and then Oklahoma State. So they'll probably win one more game and be six and six uh in the Big 12. And hey, getting a bowl your first year in the Big 12, you had injuries, your offensive line is kind of non-existent. Injured quarterback. I mean, that's that's really good. BYU's here to stay and, and they will be a threat for years to come. But let's transfer to West Virginia. That does not happen. Like, but but Ryan, it's what we've been saying on our show, the Ryan and Rush show is if West Virginia plays a complete game, is you can win by that margin. You don't have to make every game ugly. Yeah, at, at first you kind of did because you were figuring your, out your identity seal and what you're capable of. But Garrett Green's a dual-threat quarterback. And he he can he's a leader. He's a dog. The guy can sling the ball. He can, you know, he can run it himself. He's really good at managing, like, RPO situations and those types of things. I mean, And he doesn't kind do of, that stupid late fucking slide either. No, he doesn't. Yes. The guy's a Swiss Army knife. He's an incredible quarterback, and we're lucky that he's here here to stay. And that was his first start against Oklahoma. We'll get to this game in a bit, of course, as, as we talked about. But, dude, I'm I'm feeling great about this team. This this can, like, they, they can win these last three games and be nine and three, and and have a chance at Dallas. Now, you know that Oklahoma State loss was probably going to be the one that ends up costing them in the long run. But dude, this this program, West Virginia, Neil Brown, yeah. Troy puts in the comments, Neil, he's he had his last stand and 
hey, he if he finishes eight and four, nine and three, you have no choice but to keep him around for next year. And maybe it took him five years, better late than never, I guess. But if if he's able to to go nine and three, eight and four, which we'll be still more than happy with, get above that seven game win because you know when you get to eight you get to those kind of little bit better bowls and you think of his three losses at penn state to start the season fluky loss against houston and then you got a special teamer running in to ourselves and oklahoma state ends up you know winning that game i mean not not great losses but i mean it's not like you got blown out either so hey just keep it going but it, it was got nice it. to see a complete game all that to say it was really nice to see it even though i saw the highlights it's really nice to see a complete game for this Mountaineer team. It's really nice to see their ceiling and know what they're capable of. And it was nice to see them not look ahead to Oklahoma as well. I'm really happy with this West Virginia football team, as I know you are, Ryan, as well. Yep. Troy, how I mean, about you? We're what? Two plays away from talking about West Virginia finishing the season, maybe 10 and 1, mm-hmm. 10 wins or something like that. Yeah, you you have to extend Neil no matter what he's shown this year that you don't have to extend Neil. You can bring him back next year, though. (laughs) No, you have to give him the extension now before he wins another eight or nine games next year. The um, the fact that they can zag when everybody else is going to the spread it out and cha cha cha, and you see the fucking Oklahoma State and West Virginia like the only team that really stomped a mud hole and and like physically took West Virginia away from what they want to do is Oklahoma state. And to be honest, if Oklahoma state played Texas right now in the big 12 championship game, I would alternate spread at nine and a half. They're, they're going to completely out physical the way they match up against like a supposedly super physical Texas team. I think both of these, I think both West Virginia and Oklahoma state would be able to beat Texas the way that they're playing right now. I think that it, would be really easy for both of them to just control the line of scrimmage and, 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 and play a more of an old school style. That's exactly what we asked Neil Brown to do throughout all the preseason was just don't like, don't do anything stupid. You can always just simplify it. And your team is going to have the talent to be able to do that simple thing. And here we are, let's fucking run it down their throat. Cause we have an offensive line of guys like block and I don't, I don't think that changes against Oklahoma. I think they're, there's a chance that this could be 35 to 14 or something like that too. Yeah, if yeah. they control if they control the line of scrimmage, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about I mean, it here soft. just in a second. Soft. Yeah, we'll, They're going up we'll against di- a soft we'll, team. We'll we'll dive into that real quick. Uh let's talk about uh the other three games. I mean, we'll just do the scores. Uh, Texas Buck Tech survives. <laughs> Texas Tech survives against TCU. Uh, thirty-five twenty-eight. Yeah, turn the ball both, over. Simple yeah, both that. teams. I mean, that was just home teams, cooking. Yeah. yeah, both teams are four and five, so both need to win two out of three to get to bowl eligible. Uh, Houston, Houston, Houston might sneak into a bowl game, man. They're they're four and five. Dana's done. Dana's done a good job with this team, in my opinion, in year number one in the Big Twelve. He should have beat Texas. He should be five and four, but he still kept him. Four and five. They win it on a two-point conversion at Baylor. Baylor continues to horns be down play. fire. Yes. And, Will Greer, horns down. Uh, UCF beats Cincinnati by two. Emory Jones finally covers a game. The Bearcats have lost seven in a row. Troy, you do you want to sound off on any of those three? Uh, not, yeah, I guess they're dumpster fire games uh, at the end of that slate there. I mean – 
I know I Baylor, said to stay Baylor's away from it. Oh, Baylor's Baylor's just not. They they're back to. I mean, the, kind of the whole year they've looked like they don't really care. That that UCF yeah. comeback was definitely a fluke outlier. That you're never going to see the team play like that again. And man, I know I said to stay away from the UCF Cincinnati game, but whoa, for you for Cincinnati to cover and not win is crazy. And Fuck Emory Jones. Just fuck, fuck that guy. I didn't lose any money on it. I didn't bet any money on it. I just lost my pride and my chance to possibly get every game right in a Big 12 slate because this dumb motherfucker scored just enough to cover. <laughs> what a Dude, bitch. Do you know what Cincinnati I think? Cincinnati is uh, bowling eligible, though. So they're the first one that will not be bowling in the Big 12. Two and oh. seven overall. They beat I, Pitt, though. <laughs> that was their last win. <laughs> He chipped That's, it. That that makes me so happy. They, you know what's funny? As uh, I was looking at, because the ACC schedule came up, those soft, and they only play eight conference games as well. So I'm like, I was curious what Pitt's four games were next year because they have eight conference games. So they had to play four non-con. They got, they're at Cincinnati and then have us again. It's the same schedule as it was so oh, yeah yeah we might got another another thing there but that's to the side we, do you know what i think of when i think of this cincinnati ucf game i think of that like 30 for 30 voice it's like what if i told you the cincinnati bearcats would cover a spread but lose the game and then i think the <laughs> reply is like well then emory jones is their quarterback it's yeah. like this is troy we called this you know we might get a little day to day like the week by week's wrong you know we might finally be like all right maybe it is cincinnati's week Dude, we called Emory Jones from the start. People were like, oh, Emory Jones, he's going to Cincinnati. He's going to, like, figure it out. He'll get it right here. And he fucking sucks. I remember that. And Troy were like, <laughs> fuck, no, he's not. You think he's joining Satterfield, who did an no amazing way. job at Louisville? <laughs> well, do you think they're going to Yeah, amazing it? job at Louisville. As soon as he leaves, they're going to make the ACC championship and maybe finish, I know. With, maybe finish with one or two losses in a season. Let me ask you this. Uh, so – who do you put this more on? Emory Jones or Scott Satterfield this year? I mean, Scott Satterfield's the, the one that thought that Emory Jones was somewhat of a solution. So it's gotta be Scott Satterfield. And yeah, to and probably. to go get and to go get Emory Jones and not get, you know, like a for lack of better words, like a second tier transfer just in yeah. case Emory Jones is exactly what he always has been. Spencer is, Sanders. I mean, yeah. yeah, I yeah, mean, who the fuck is their backup? Is he must be atrocious if you keep putting Emory Jones out there? Like who? I, I don't. I so Satterfield. It's only year one, so he's not going to get fired after one year. No. But might get fired after he, two, though. He might get fired after two if they don't one and a half. If if, if if they go to Houston this weekend and they go to West Virginia and they finish with Kansas, if they go zero and nine and then next year they go like two and seven, he's got to be out. You can't. I mean, they were just in the playoff a couple. If, of years if you ago. go zero and nine, Ryan, and then you start, you don't, dude. If you don't get a Big Twelve win within your first three games, you're out. Then you're not even going to be a yeah. full two years. You, you yeah, got it. I kind of agree. Yeah, this is this has been a this has been a nightmare because it's not like they're like UCF, where UCF has been close in games. They like almost winning in Norman, Cincinnati. This is like their first close game. Since Oklahoma, it felt like. And They've been getting drilled. It's also probably good to note that it's not a job that's located in like Lubbock, Texas or Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's Cincinnati, Ohio. There's plenty of yeah. fucking football guys in the Midwest that would love the job in Cincinnati. 
um, finding somebody for that job is not going to be that difficult. I no. mean, obviously it is because they tried Scott Satterfield, but I wouldn't, I mean, if they go zero and nine and they don't, they don't get a big splash somewhere in, in, you know, like the, they, they should probably be in on Jalen Daniels. <laughs> I mean, Oh yeah. The, Everybody the, should be on Jalen Daniels. <laughs> but I mean, I would almost say that that non-con game to pit, like if they if they lose that non-con game to Pitt next year and they don't want to in a, a Big Twelve game, maybe Scott Satterfield is Neil Brown, and Neil Brown was right the whole time about the slow climb. And Scott Satterfield thought he was going to show up to like an awesome program, and there was no climb needed. Like I'm already at the top, not so fast. Not so fast. The skyline chili weighs you down, buddy. There's you can't you can't be packing on the five way pasta chili bowls all day long. It just it's sad to see a program like Cincinnati get their chance in a, in a conference like this and not really have, I mean, the, the defensive talent that they have is it's good enough. They, they just, yeah, they just need, yeah. I mean, if they, if they had gotten a guy like what's a, a like Donovan Smith or Alan Bowman would have been a guy that would easily Cincinnati would have two or three conference wins by now. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's like you said, Troy, you don't even necessarily need a big name. It's like at least just put the running back in and run the ball every play. Fuck Emory. That or just someone like teach one of a kid, like a kid, like to, to, you know, hey, it's, it's, this is going to be a tough year. Okay. So be it. We'll, we'll figure it out and you will be seasoned to go into next year. Like they're Garrett Green two years ago or last year. Like, all right, let's, let's, let's ride your back. And, you got to at least find someone enough that can game manage where if you have 500 yards of offense can get you a win. Yeah. You gotta, what they gotta do is they gotta make sure they get an awesome kicker in the transfer portal and maybe sign like Brian Ferentz as an offensive analyst. And anytime you get inside the 28 yard line, we're kicking. I don't care if it's first down, we're kicking, baby. (laughs) We're taking these points. I, and shit, Luke, Luke Fickle might be back there in two years because shit ain't working at Wisconsin either. They just got their ass beat by Indiana. Uh, of all teams, so that never hey. got brought up on the wedding day, by the way, Ryan. Still haven't heard yeah. it at all from. Oh from my god, so, I, I saw the score. I was, like, about that are you, I was like, Are you fucking kidding me, Wisconsin? But uh, if you want to go to a Cincinnati game, well, I don't even know if you need game time because you probably could just walk in at this point. But if you want to go to any of the other 13 schools that are worth the shit right now, go ahead over to game time because you can buy tickets to your favorite events because they shouldn't be stressful. Game Time has a fast, easy way for all sports, music, comedy, theater near you with killer last-minute deals. Uh, And you can start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. Forget planning in advance. Game Time has all the deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And, of course, they guarantee you uh, the best price possible on Game Time. Get images of your seats so you know where you're going. You don't need all that fucking obstructed view. Jackass Daniel Snyder used to rip all Redskins fans off. Hey, buy this ticket for $99.99. Boom. Next thing you know, you're behind a goddamn pole at that shithole FedEx field. But hey, download the game time, create an account, CFBX, $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account, CFBX, $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, price, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets because you can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season in the NFL betting uh, platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Research all sports with historical data and uh, stats. Enter any parlay into the Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool 
to get every leg broken down so you know which one has the best value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty. Let's get right into it. That's week 10 in the books. We already talked about the standings where we sit. Let's get over to the game of the week. Two, uh, the only battle of two, four, and two teams in this league. And it's our West Virginia Mountaineers rush versus Troy's Oklahoma Sooners. Two teams going in opposite directions right now. Mountaineers, winners of two in a row. Sooners, losers of two in a row. Coming back to Norman. Troy, what is your... Uh, what are you looking for out of your Sooners in this matchup, other than a little I'm, bit of pride? I'm thinking that if – I mean, I'm going to continue to bring it up, but if Dylan Gabriel is not going to be accurate within 15 yards, they need to start looking forward to preparing for the big, bad SEC. And, I mean, this time this is it's probably good for Oklahoma to go to the SEC because these back-to-back losses, they would be playing like Incarnate Word this week. So they would get a nice they would get a nice tune up spot in the third week in November, just like yeah. the SEC loves to do. But uh, <laughs> I I just don't see this Oklahoma defense stopping West Virginia, and they had a tough time. Obviously, they committed to it to kind of slow down the the Olive Garden, but Garrett Green's better than Alan Bowman. <laughs> he's hundred percent. He's better than Alan Bowman for sure. <laughs> You can throw slants against Oklahoma 50% of the time, and you'll probably convert 70% of those throws. <laughs> Man, it's, I, I, I'm looking for some kind of an alternate line for West Virginia to win this game by double digits. I hope you're right. I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, were you shocked by the line? It's What is it? Is it still 12 and a half? Yeah, like yeah, get the fuck out of I mean, here with that's, this. That's easy. I mean, you're, you, if you're watching this show right now, take the 12 and a half right away. <laughs> There's no way that this stays at 12 and a half, right? I, I got to no. think that. I mean, I guess people are banking on a bounce back for Oklahoma, but every time I've said get the fuck out of here with these lines, I've been right on cue, whether it's UCF on the road as a seven-point dog and TCU. Like this yeah. is still like a 14th place team line that they're giving to West Virginia. <laughs> I dude, I just I've never seen a team that actually produces and wins football games just keep getting disrespected line after line after line. I mean, I I thought the I thought the line was actually kind of disrespectful to BYU this last week, and I was dead wrong on that one. Um, Rush, I mean, this is crazy. Once again, this is like TCU in Fort Worth. Do you know what I love about this? How we were just thirteen point favorites and we handled it well, obviously, and now we get to go back to being dogs. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, there's a different feeling right now. It's usually, you know, we're dogs. We like to get backed into a corner. It's where we excel. But this time, Oklahoma leaving for the SEC. You know, we all remember what happened last time West Virginia was in Norman. Basically, a game West Virginia should have should have won if it wasn't for a bad snap or a stupid penalty. That We finally got them last year in Morgantown. But that that wasn't a satisfying win. That was Oklahoma kind of already on the come down. This, 
This game's going to mean more than West Virginia than it will Oklahoma. Like I said at the start of this show, I would not be surprised if Luke Oklahoma loses these last five games. The fact that we're plus 13 or 12 and a half or whatever it's around right now, I guess you have it up on the screen there. It's a joke. I don't know if I'm going double digits for West Virginia, Troy, but I at least money line. I mean, the spread is the easiest. Yeah. I'm, I, this is definitely. UCF, I felt a little different, Ryan, but this is like, I saw this line. I'm like, I remember us looking at it. What was it? Sunday morning. And I'm like, all right. Like I got pretty hammered yesterday, but I can get that hammered. Like this is yeah. a joke. Like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's yeah. I'm, I'm all over. Uh, it, hey, another, isn't this another primetime game for West Virginia? Seven o'clock yeah. Fox. Fox, baby. Let's go. There we go. I mean, West Virginia been, national we've brand. Been dynamite. We've been dynamite <laughs> in, uh, in these Saturday primetime games. Beat yeah. the shit out of pitch. It's choked them out. Beat beat TCU in Fort Worth. Beat beat the cover off of BYU. I mean, we've been we've been good on these Saturday primetime spots. I I I love our chances Saturday night. Uh, I do. Troy, too. It, it, <laughs> if the Sooners are going to have success, what's a matchup that they could have success in? Because the line's twelve and a half for them. I I still don't get it. But obviously, people think Oklahoma's going to bounce back. I guess where would it be if they are to bounce back? I mean, you kind of have to go away from any of the uh, like physical ability hype or, you know, we expected Sky to be a better running back than he really was or anything like that. The only dude that tries his ass off every single play is little ass white boy, Drake Stoops. And the fact that they don't get him the ball more is kind of weird because, you know, you see them when they go to that super high tempo and they're trying to score at the end of halves and, and at the end of the games, they've been pretty successful. I mean, even that Kansas game, they moved the ball down the field really quick to give themselves at least a chance, right? Those are all plays to Drake Stoops. And he's the only one that's smart enough to know to run out of bounds or know to like call a timeout as soon as he falls over. I think the only thing, like the only matchup that's going to work well for them would be the little white kid. And I don't know how well it's going to go. I really don't. I think, I think if Oklahoma wants to win this game, they they got to go to Jackson Arnold. I, I don't I don't really trust Dylan Gabriel right now, and that's after five straight weeks of banging like fourteen hundred dollars worth of Dylan Gabriel props on the regular. Don't take any of those props now. <laughs> yes, yeah, it seems like physically he's wearing down. I'm with you, Troy. He, oh, for he's sure. Not been, he's little man. He's he's we kind of see it with two in the NFL. These little guys wear down over the course of a season. Um, I rush from the West Virginia side. What's your biggest concern matchup wise? Matchup wise. I'm they do have, they do have some explosive guys on the offense. They do is it's kind of what it's kind of what Troy was saying is if we get like burned by stoops, like this secondary, well, has stepped up and Beanie Bishop has been incredible. He's finally getting some national recognition and I know it took a second, um, but having putting together two defensive games like we did and we we've done it before so it's the it's not that we're asking too much we saw it against Texas Tech and then TCU two pretty good defensive games there could have been a little better yeah maybe but i guess they put together a couple cuz even going to Pitt and um and and uh before that but i guess that was Duquesne but at least three so to, to beat Oklahoma, I mean, you're still going to have to replicate what you did against BYU. You're still going to have to play perfect. But now they know that they can. And when you know you can do something, you're able – it's it's a lot easier to replicate it. And 
I I just I really hope our secondary can 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 step up again. And I hope that they can because I do think there is something with a mindset, right? You know, we talk about in the NFL with Belichick against you know younger quarterbacks, how it's like, oh, we're eating today, boys, the younger quarterback. I I want them to have that same mindset. I know it's Dylan Gabriel. I know he's a little bit on the decline, but it's like, oh, we got to warn down Dylan Gabriel. It's time to eat again, boys. Because I know sometimes when you go against these big teams in Norman, for example, you 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 have the tendency to kind of fall back on your heels a little bit. So if we stay aggressive and and go out and and, and play like we did against BYU, I I sincerely have no concerns, and they absolutely can do that. I it's not a tall task to ask them. You you can get plus one thirty on bet three six five right now if you just take the plus seven and a half first half plus twelve and a half game spread. You can you can basically you can basically turn the spread into plus money. Yeah, I, I, and I don't I, see I, I don't see Oklahoma doing anything like coming out and going up twenty one to nothing and then just like hitting on the brakes or something like that. Yeah, there we go. We got Cracky in here. Cracky, the cocaine yeah. player. Cracky knows. Hell yeah. Cracky knows. And the the proof is in the pudding for West Virginia. They've done it the last two years under Neil Brown. They won the time of possession almost two to one both times. Both games, both games came down to the wire. But the difference is Oklahoma's not as good as they've been, uh, especially two years ago when Caleb Williams was the quarterback. And West Virginia's a whole of a hell lot better. And they're running the ball. So I like I like the Mountaineers. We'll pick that game on think, uh, Thursday. I think the biggest difference in this game I is going to be going. one team has a better coach than the other team. It's time to, <laughs> it's time to admit. You know what's funny is I it's don't think time to give. You're, it's you're time not to wrong. Give. If yeah. they if 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 West Virginia wins out and they go to well, what if they win out they'll have nine wins. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Nine and three. If they win out they'll Two have nine wins. Losses. They'll probably get into. I said uh, something earlier from one of the other WVU guys. Uh, they're predicted right now, like the Pop Tarts Bowl against Dame. They beat that team. If if Neil Brown wins nine or ten games this year, you guys got to figure out like his office address. I'm going to send him an, an actual bouquet of flowers. It's time to give Neil Brown his flowers, literally. <laughs> if they went out, there's a chance they make Dallas. To be honest. I mean, I mean, there's oh, there there's, is. There's there's I, some scenarios. My 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 concern I would not, is that I would, if I was State Oklahoma State, State, I would not want to replay West Virginia and Dallas, though. Yeah, no, I, I would not I, want to replay a team that you already stomped a mud hole in, and it's not like Oklahoma State can like fully change how they're going to play the game. It would just be West Virginia has got to have a, a mean attitude, and I wouldn't be surprised if if they replayed that that game was you know three. I uh, if that happened, I have a sixty to one West Virginia ticket. I have a forty to one Oklahoma to one State, okay State ticket. Oh yeah, it's it's my school, it's my team, and then it's my favorite coach. No matter what, I'm gonna win. So I need West Virginia, Oklahoma State for a nice payday, and one of the good guys will win the league. So you, you would have to. Good. What you would do, Ryan, if you really wanted to to get risky, is if those two teams played, be like, all right, which one do I think is really gonna win, and then cash out the other one. Playing a little bit of fire there, but go I'll balls deep. Sit back. I'll probably just sit. You know, back 40, there. 40 to one and sixty to one. I would just keep them. Yeah. If I'm you had gonna, one that was like ten to one and forty to one, and one of the like yeah. the three to one team was rolling, maybe maybe you pull the cash out. But 
I'm getting greedy there. We got to get yeah, there first. I, I, yeah. I'm getting you know, greedy I, with your money, Ryan. Yes. So. Neil Brown, Neil <laughs> Brown never got. Me. Neil Brown never got this kind of success by getting greedy. He didn't want to go straight and wins right away. You've got to earn it slowly but surely. You're not wrong. No doubt. Um. All right. I just quick. love that you guys did pick him to cover on Russia's wedding day, and then kick the living shit out of BYU. <laughs> How much Slovis? How much Slovis fucking didn't play? He got hurt all of a sudden. Get the fuck out of here. He wasn't I thought hurt. I picked him because it was yeah, I, 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 I did. I was gonna I say did. I know Ryan didn't. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I I said I said that this game's gonna fuck with Rush because it's scheduled on his day, and then uh, it's gonna be a nail biter that comes down the wire and will somehow win. But I was wrong. Yeah. That was great. I was glad to be wrong. Uh, I was glad to be hammered with my phone on the dance floor, just watching a game while fucking double fisting. It was great. Uh, we'll have to release when when I, when, huh? when, when, I, when I get the uh, when I get the video back of us singing "Country Roads" at the end. I last song through on the West Virginia jersey real quick. We'll we'll get that blasted on this channel. Oh yeah, that was let's cool. Go. Let's go. Uh, Let's go right, real, real quick. We got some good games, actually. This one's underrated. Texas Tech going to Kansas. Kind of a short line. Don't you guys agree? I was, I was kind of surprised by this. Troy? I mean, I remember Kansas at only three and a half. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's a bit of a short line. And Texas Tech, you know, had a nice win last week. But some of these teams that aren't performing as well haven't done anything on the road. And we just saw Kansas – completely beat down a a a big fade spot a big letdown spot on the road against the bridge they get to come home i don't i don't see this as just a three and a half point game i think kansas gets this one probably about the same as they got iowa state maybe 28 21 something like that rush this, is it a little short to you though yeah this i think this is the game where it's like i kind of want to get cute with it but yeah, don't get cute. It's this is this is like you've always picked that game right. Like which one's like the cute pick? Texas Tech's the cute pick in this one. But then Troy's right. It's like guys don't overthink this. Like this is college yeah. football, and it's at Kansas. Are, I I, I got to digest this one a little more. But yeah. I I don't. I think I'll it's a reason one. the line's a little short. That is short, and it's the letdown off Bedlam, but. How do they? How do they physically stop Ollie Gordon? Like how? How? We just saw it against West Virginia. I mean, this might be the too cute and you take UCF game. I, I've been, yeah, I've been thinking be right about there. this. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'll, I'm going to dive more into this. But this is this is this is disrespectful to Oklahoma this State. Uh, Troy. Yeah, this is stupid. There is Can no. I, I mean. Sorry. I was just going to get two and a half. You take that before it gets up to three or three and a half. Well, it actually came down. It came I know, down but from there's three and a half. There's no way that I mean, I did see people saying stuff about wrong team favored. This week was UCEF at home against Oklahoma State. I don't believe any of that. I uh, the right this, team. Is this could be a, this could be a could be a smash spot. I still think this could be a smash spot. I don't. Of all the teams in the Big Twelve that have to travel to the bounce house, the one that worries me the least is the one with Capway in leading the way down into Florida. I feel just at home <laughs> down there. Yeah, no doubt, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Rush, what were you going to say? Uh, going back to the Texas Tech Kansas game, is there any uh, truth to Kansas and Kansas State playing next week, and that's why this is? Yeah, look, yeah, no, little... that, that that is that that could be, but 
Yeah, I mean, it's still short. No, oh, it's definitely yeah. short. That that is my, I guess, when my my that is my only explanation for for that one. And then I'm trying to figure out who does Oklahoma State play next week if there's they have dude, they have three newcomers to end. They, they oh, have man. they have them. They have Oklahoma Houston. State's going to the Big Twelve Championship. Yeah. Oh, to be honest, Oklahoma State might be able to drop this game and still get there. They have every tiebreaker. They beat they beat uh they beat Kansas, they beat K State, they beat Oklahoma, yeah, they, have, they beat and West they don't Virginia. Play Texas. Yeah, and they don't play Texas. The only one they don't have is Iowa State. But I don't I think Iowa State will definitely drop another game. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll, Oklahoma we'll, State we'll, is in the driver's seat, aren't they? Dang. Oh yeah. Oh, a weird, yeah. There's a weird world where a team with a loss, South Alabama, is getting talked about as the fourth seed. <laughs> I, I wish. I wish. I, that, I don't know if there's going to enough time left for the teams to lose. And I don't know if, you know, because I, <laughs> I supremely believe the Big Ten is, is ultimately super duper overrated. But oh, I don't yeah. think that the, yes. I don't think that the playoff committee believes that. And because of that, I don't think there's enough time to have both, both those teams fall back. But, like right now, if Ohio State had to play Oklahoma State in the OSU versus OSU battle, I don't think it would be much more than a three or four point game. Either way, no doubt. Yeah, they they would be able to run the ball. Ohio State's offense sucks. They, I mean, Ohio State fans are delusional about their team. Yes, they were able to beat Penn State because Penn State had the god awful game plan of the year where they just didn't even throw the ball downfield at all. So, um, all right, let's go. Uh, what we he got? put Olive Garden. Crack, yeah. Cracky the cocaine bear instead of yeah, Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. Put Olive yeah. Garden. Go back yeah. and take uh, a hit. You got to sharpen up, cocaine bear. You're coming no, on. That's the his nickname. Out. He's the Olive Garden. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's what Colby's been calling him. Oh, Colby has been. Yeah. Olive Garden. It, doesn't like matter, it doesn't matter how many carries you give him. They keep bringing out soup, breadsticks, and salad. I love that. Ollie, you just keeping it to him just over and over. Here, uh, don't oh, overthink this one. Smash K State. Yeah. Baylor's quit. Yeah, I think Baylor has quit. Um, 20 and a half is still probably too big for me to uh, say smash in terms of how big the bet would be. But I do think K-State would cover this just early lean. After last week and turning it around and playing that second the way they did and then losing the way they did, not a good time to have to go to Manhattan. on these guys' ass all after that. Oh, yeah, he's got to be. This is at least a three-touchdown game. Sorry, I'm throwing on Slick Rick Patino in the background. Debut at St. John's oh, yeah. tonight. Uh, how about this game? <laughs> Dana's going to fuck them up, man. No way Emory f- covers two weeks in a row. No way. It's only, well, this, yeah. It's only two points. So Emory Jones, in order to cover this one, would probably have to win. But there is a world where this is a one-point game. One. Yeah. There's a world yeah, where win. this is the Emory Jones special and Houston wins like 39-38. The Cincinnati goes for two at the end. Emory Jones fumbles oh it my God. by one. Went on a two-point conversion. Uh, Rush, here's your game. BYU, Dude, I think, is going to win this game. This I'm is one of my strongest predictions. Wrong team favor. One, wrong team favor. Dude, here's what people don't realize about BYU joining the Big 12. They tried to join it back in, like, when we were students here, Ryan, like 2015, 2016. Iowa State student government was the one that held them out and did this whole. Okay, we don't we don't need to go down that road. It, difference of opinions on cultural stuff, political, but yeah, political, of course, dude. 
Well, how about the ultimate revenge for BYU to get bowl eligible and lay a beat down in Provo? And do you know what's also great about this game? It's the get, it's the time slot I grew up loving, the 10-15 yeah. schedule. Big 12, BYU, when they're in Provo, should be playing at 10-15 every week. No doubt. Every week. 100%. And from one storyline to another, final game for the Lawhorns in Fort Worth. Need Good something. luck. Good luck laying 10, anybody, if you're laying Texas with this overrated-ass Malik Murphy. Troy, are you all over TCU? No, I think Texas will cover this. I don't think TCU is that good. You do? I really do. I don't don't think Texas Texas is good good either. I don't think Texas is good either. just don't think TCU is anything that great. I mean. That place is going to be lit, though. Still got to play football. Yeah, I, I. I, I think I think they've been all right at home. I mean, they drilled BYU a couple weeks ago. Um, they they just they've been killed by the injury bug. Sonny Dykes has had Texas's number, uh, SMU, and then here at TCU. So I, I I'm I'm all over TCU here. Ten is this a big is, number. Is, he, I think they're going to win I'm, outright. I think I'm somewhere in the middle between you guys. Here's my Texas prediction. I do think they covered this game, but I think Texas maybe wins by a touchdown. I'll say seven points. They're going to lose at Iowa State. And then that whole Yormark Thanksgiving Texas Tech comment. (laughs) The one game Texas Tech just gives it all they have and everything they have. They, they, They win that game and prevent Texas from going to the Big 12 championship. See, I think that that TCU Texas Tech game last week showed us the team that is more likely to beat Texas, and that's Texas Tech. I think that's fair. And and we've already seen that that game was nationally scheduled five months in advance. Somebody already knew something was up in this Texas Texas Tech game. There's a chance that Texas Tech could win that game, and it gives us some, you know, what we predicted a sweet five way tie for first place or something like that. Man. It'll be interesting. Be we'll nice. pick it on Thursday. Uh, we're back tomorrow, uh, 4 o'clock Eastern. Talk a little Big 12 basketball. Recap some of these opener. Baylor's got a big one tonight at the Pentagon against Auburn. Troy, you got the Baylor Bears winning tonight, don't you? Yeah, that's a smash spot for Baylor. Yeah, Baylor's Troy, a really good Ru- basketball team. Rush you, rush you on the Bears with us? I'm all, I'm all over the Bears. Of course. We got Better the cocaine program. bear in the chat. Got to keep rolling yeah. with the Bears. Yep. Their basketball team's got to make up for this football team. They, my terrible they, prediction. They sacrificed the football team this year for the basketball success. Happens. Uh, Maybe. I've seen it Maybe. at West Virginia before. Well, uh, before we get out of here, Rush, tell everybody what you got going on. And like I said, we'll be back tomorrow and Thursday. It's football and basketball season. At, at Rambling Rush, Twitter, Instagram. Appreciate the support. Thank you, uh, Hey, see in the chat for, I appreciate the congratulations. It was an gr- amazing weekend. Um, and there's actually a pretty cool video I put up there from the game yesterday. I wanted to, uh, friend of the Ryan and Rush show, uh, interim head coach, Josh Eilert. Uh, I wanted to like just capture, like as the seconds were ticking down, like them winning. But then we stole the ball at the end and we're able to dunk behind him because I just wanted to get his emotions. It was, it was a cool video, so go go check it out. But it was great. Josh got his first win. Congratulations to him and looking forward to uh, covering him all season long on the Ryan and Rush show. And of course the, the big 12 college experience. 
Yeah, you guys can find me right fucking here for probably every day for the next few months almost. I mean, <laughs> our our watch our our college basketball watch party was pretty sweet last night. Besides the fact that the fucking ESPN Scorebug app on phones and computers just stopped oh, working God. for an hour and a half, it was nuts. Also, got all these games on ESPN Plus, and they're not gonna put some of these like beginning of the season really good close games on there like. It doesn't make any sense. How do, how do we not have ESPN Plus for every single one of these schools? I mean, I don't give a shit if it's a terrible feed. I want to watch the last five minutes of a good goddamn basketball game instead of, you know, two major teams. hundred, yeah, yeah. I don't need to. I don't need that. We don't need that. We we need the flex scheduling for ESPN Plus. Well, they sure as hell ain't doing it in the NFL. Uh, the the top twenty five coming out right now. K State's twenty five. Oklahoma seventeen. Kansas 16, OK State 15. Uh, that's the college football invitational. They're going to the top 10 right now. But, yeah, you guys, uh, Troy mentioned it. We are there every single night on the Big 12 college basketball experience, talking Big 12 college hoops. If you haven't checked out, I mean, there's still time to place futures. Go check out our Big 12 preview that all three of us did with Colby. Uh, I think it was about three hours. So there's plenty of Big 12 team-by-team breakdown. And I released it on our feed of the Apple and Spotify. So it's on our big 12 feed for the audio purposes nice. as well. Yeah. Uh, when you're out there mowing the grass, just put the headphones on. Yeah, baby. Yeah, man. I mean, we got it all over here on TCE. Go check out the college football experience. Wednesday night pick show, uh, bottom line bombs with, with CJ Sullivan. If you just want to watch Patty C get, uh, get hammered, uh, Obliterated. go check out that. I mean, those guys, they do a Maxion show every Monday. I know Maxion's kicking off right now. It really is the best time of year. I mean, Patty C has a football. lot to celebrate right now with JMU. Oh, I know. They he's, were he's two going... of the leading headlines for ESPN today. Why do I have balloons coming? <laughs> I did the rock. Do the... That's fucking stupid as shit's doing again. <laughs> How did that happen? How does that happen? Know. Oh I my gosh! No. I don't. The get iPhone's it. drunk again. All right, show's it over. Is, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, see you guys in a couple hours on the college basketball experience, and uh, boards down, baby. Let's go TCU, go Frogs, and go Mountaineers. And uh, I guess for Rush, let's uh, get some <laughs> get some balloons and uh, freaking Chuck E. Cheese lights. There you Let go. it ride, Let and it we're out of here. <laughs>